Hello, Purse Strings listeners. Thank you for listening to WebmasterRadio.fm's most decorated radio series. Discover the Purse Strings listening experience in a brand new way. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to new episodes live every week or download any of the over 200 past episodes or sample from our extensive library of radio shows that every internet marketer should check out without opening up your purse. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes store or in Google Play today. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Webmaster Radio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, Yankelovich Monitor Minutes, always a great uh, source for information and uh, I had a little bit of information that I was reading around really how we can be more effective in reaching consumers and really um, having an impact with consumers. And they say it's really about empathy, that now more than ever, consumers feel um, disenfranchised from companies and brands. And in fact, 81% of consumers that they polled say that most companies are becoming Coming too inhumane and impersonal when it comes to connecting with their customers. That's an actual quote from Yankelovich Monitor, their whole research arm. So what's really happening is consumers, because of this, are craving interactions that feel natural and personal. And I think we often hear that described as authentic. I think that's a way overused word. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. They are feeling a separation and they want to feel closer. And, and a way for marketers to do that, according to Yankelovich, is to really demonstrate that they have an empathetic understanding of consumers' worldview, beliefs, aspirations, and fears, as they call it. Um, they actually call out a guy from the UK School of Life, Roman, and I know I'm going to butcher his last name, Kurznark, who's actually termed this as, as atro Outrospection. So not introspection. We all know what introspection is, but he calls this atrospection. It's moving beyond labels to truly understand and deeply understand the trials and tribulations of others. So for marketers out there listening today, one way that you might want to do this is create empathetic stories, according to Yankelovich. Storytelling really brings listeners on a journey, they say, and makes those things come to life for them. And you know what? Um, get beyond the surface. In this day and age, we're moving so fast. We're using technology that allows us to cull through information in a very quick way. But oftentimes what we're missing is the, the deeper story, the deeper details. It's, it's very surface. So if you can find a way to break through and have more meaningful contact uh, with your consumer, you're only going to win in the end. 
Well, our post profile today is the Coach Queen. There's 1.6 million women out there in her mid-30s staying at home, even though they are college uh, college grads, making more than $115,000, two kids mostly in urban areas. They love to look stylish, focus on their home and themselves. They like to travel, interested in the arts, but of course their focus truly is on the family. They do shop around for the best price, looking at clearance racks, and they look for environmentally um, and sustainable products. So if you're a marketer, How do you connect with our coach queen? Well, friends do influence her. Store environment is also very, very critical. And what she reads in magazines impact her as well, whether it be people or shape, parenting, uh, traditional home. She's online a lot as well. And um, she's, she's watching shows like HGTV, TLC, Food Network, Fox News, Disney, and Nickelodeon. Well, my guest today knows a lot about women, specifically working women businesswomen, very successful businesswomen, because she's one herself. Cynthia Good is a speaker, CEO, and founding editor of Little Pink Book. Little Pink Book actually came out of Pink, which was a magazine launched in 2005 by Good. It included a website and several events as well. And then it morphed into Little Pink Book, and, and that has a, a myriad of wonderful offerings, that if you're not certainly a subscriber, you should be. And uh, Cynthia will get into those details in the interview. She's also created a Good for Parents TV program and is the author of six books. This woman doesn't let the grass grow under her feet. Absolutely not. And we're going to be tackling kind of a controversial topic today. We're going to be talking about Melissa Meyer's decision to do away with telecommuting at Yahoo. I bet you have an opinion. I bet Cynthia has an opinion, and I certainly have an opinion. We'll all share when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back to First Dreams. I'm so excited to have back on the show today, Cynthia Good, speaker, CEO, and founding editor of Little Pink Book. And those of you who are in the space know about Pink, the magazine that she launched back in 2005, along with a website and a signature events series. And then that became, became Little Pink Book, which she has grown to be really quite quite the resource for business women who are seeking to drive their passions around career and also their personal life. There's so many things Little Pink Book offers from their daily e-notes to their top women profiles to the minute uh, mentor videos and, of course, the event series, all of its great stuff. And so I'm thrilled to have Cynthia back on the program today to talk about a really hot topic. Welcome back, Cynthia. Thank you so much, Maria. I'm happy to be on your program again. Oh, it's so great to have you back. It has been a few years, and I know um, you do such a great job with Little Pink Book, but for those people who didn't catch you back in 2010 and maybe aren't aware of Little Pink Book, do tell us a little bit about this great resource for, for professional women. Well, I thought your description really was fantastic, Maria. I mean, Pink exists to help every woman who is ambitious uh, create a beautiful career and a beautiful life by having the courage to do what she loves. So we find that what really helps us succeed into territory that maybe women have not been so much in before is to see how other women have done it. So we feature a lot of the women who are at the top of business in whether it's corporate America or women who've launched companies and are thriving and building hugely successful organizations that add so much to their lives and make them happy and, and, you know, the chance to feature women who are really contributing back to the community who we can all learn from. And to your point, what we do is every day we send out a story um, on a different topic on Mondays for business owners, Tuesdays on finance, Wednesdays, career advancement, Thursdays, balance, Friday, fun, and fashion. And we send it out and it goes to women all over the world, really, most of our, our community is here in the U.S., but we also reach women in more than 130 countries. And it's amazing what women are accomplishing today. It's very, very exciting to see and be part of this movement. Well, and you bring such all these women together, too, for your events. And I know you have one coming up just around the corner in May in Atlanta. Talk a little bit about that. Right. Our next event, we've been holding events, as, as you mentioned, for years now. The next one is... In May, it is May 13th, it will take place in Atlanta, and it focuses on women business owners, and so everybody's invited to come and, you know, listen to these amazing women who've built companies with a very diverse group of women, from a woman who's had a business for several years, and she does $30 million a year in revenue, it's global, to a young woman, actually she's a teenager who's just started up and she's already been featured in Huffington Post and Forbes and everywhere else. It will be really interesting to hear these success secrets 
for from these women, and it's again May thirteenth. It will be in Atlanta, and of course there are details that you can check out if you're going to be in town on the website on littlepinkbook.com under events. And, you know, you do such a nice job of bringing inspirational women together and telling their stories, whether it be through Little Pink Book or at your events. And speaking of inspirational, I think a a lot of people were inspired when Yahoo announced that Melissa Mayer was going to be their new CEO, and she was pregnant at the time, and she created so much buzz. But then she made an interesting announcement, and I was reading uh, one of your blog postings on Little Pink Book, and saw that you, too, wanted to comment about her decision to squelch that telecommuting at Yahoo. And you had a lot of strong feelings on the matter. I know I had strong feelings on the matter. A lot of people did, and a lot of them did not hold back. Granted, they weren't all negative. There were some positives out there. But I'm curious if you could kind of sum up your verdict on that. Well, you know, and and we do have different opinions on it, of course. And to me, the most beautiful thing and the best part of all this is just that we're having the dialogue, we're having the conversation. You know, there's a woman at the very, very top of this Fortune 500 company, and she's making decisions, some of which are popular, others aren't. But the fact that we're talking about it means we're moving in the right direction. I can't wait to hear your opinion on it, too, Maria. Um, but I know you read the blog that I did, and we've been doing some TV, and of course we do tons of stories around telecommuting. The thing to me is that um, the CEO of Yahoo, which we did a whole profile on her, and definitely check it out if you're curious about her. We featured her as one of our top women in business because she is, and she's amazing, and she has done so well. Um, and so we also covered the story when she came out with the announcement that the organization was going to no longer allow individuals who work for the company to telecommute, to be individuals who work only from home. Um, I think they still have some workers who maybe do a little telecommuting, but they're also coming into the office. Now, nobody gets to do the just-from-home thing. And, you know, I totally understand where she's coming from because I'm a business owner, you know, certainly, and we do offer telecommuting, and, you know, it just doesn't always work. Oftentimes, if you have an individual who is in that role, they may not be producing the kind of results that you want to see. You won't have the opportunity to have face-to-face dialogue, and you won't have the opportunity to have some of the great stuff that occurs just when two workers are passing each other in the hall or they're having lunch um, or they're in a meeting looking across at each other and maybe there's some small talk involved that'll lead to something really big. So I get that. The concern is that women in particular often rely on technology so that they can balance the myriad of responsibilities that they have in their lives. And the kind of technology even that Yahoo provides has really, I think, changed the game when it comes to women in business, and it has enabled women to have a career that soars more than ever before because you know what? You can amazingly actually pick up your child from school while sending out the presentation that needs to go out right at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, this has been a really great thing for women. And my concern is that to some extent, banning all those telecommuting jobs sends a message to women that isn't all that great. You know, we're trying to figure out creative ways to make work and life uh, coexist in a way that's really positive and beneficial 
for companies and also for women and their lives, given all that is demanded of us on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Well, and you've talked a little bit about what Yahoo gains with the decision. You- you know, that ability to, to see each other face-to-face, to collaborate perhaps a little bit more closely, um, to, to really form those relationships that help make, a you know, a, a business, a community as well. But it, you know, it stands to lose quite a bit, don't you think? Right. And, you know, an, another point, I think, in favor of her decision is that Probably for a lot of the workers, it wasn't working out and they weren't delivering results. Um, but on the other hand, I do think it's really going to hurt Yahoo. I think it hurts the reputation of their CEO who's being perceived now as somebody who is not in the woman's court, which I think is important. And I'd like to talk about that a little bit at some point too. But, you know, it, it, I think it really is going to have a negative impact on Yahoo's re- reputation. I mean, look, they're producing you know, some of the programs uh, that women are using, you know, they're the consumers, and and that's that's not so good. So they're saying essentially, you know, don't use this technology, right? Um, and I think they're going to lose a lot of great people. There are a lot of hugely creative individuals that add so much to the organization that now are going to say, you know what, no thanks, there's so much competition in the market, I'm going to go work for somebody else, mm-hmm. which certainly isn't going to be, you know, to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Well, and you talked about wanting to comment on on her herself. You know, we know that it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, that we are talking about her absolutely, as you say, and that's good. Uh, she it seems like though there's there's people in her camp. They're either extremes: people who who are totally supportive, or people who are not. And it's interesting when we saw her come back to work after giving birth just weeks later. You know. There were people who said, oh, how could she do that? There were other people who said, you know, it's fantastic. She's so committed. She can do both. She's trying to juggle everything the best she can. And and clearly, this is a woman who can afford all kinds of support, right? I mean, she can afford an on-site daycare, an on-site nanny, and she can support um, night nannies or whatever it is that she needs. But now... On top of this, and as you say, it, it really does appear to be taking a hit, especially for women who end up doing so much of the juggle, both from the workplace standpoint and the home standpoint. I am curious what message you think that she's sending out there into the world about herself. Right. I mean, on the one hand, you know, it's great that she was brought into the CEO role when she was pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. And she has this uh, young child now, and she's built a daycare, uh, a nursery, actually, right next to her office. Certainly, she has significant resources where she can have lots of support so she can have the work and the life that she wants, which... Unfortunately, most women today, most working women do not have those sorts of resources. But I think at a higher level, there are so few women in the CEO role. And there is a sort of a microscope. These women are under a microscope, which makes it really hard for them. And I feel for them. At the same time, you've heard to much, who much has given, to whom much is given, much is expected, right? Right. So right. there is a responsibility, I think, that goes with the fact that she has all these resources and the fact that she does have this high-profile role. Women are watching her, and I think there is a higher calling and a higher expectation that we all have when it comes to these women leaders. And you know what? It's not easy, but I think it's fair, and I think it's appropriate 
that we that we demand that and we expect that and that somebody in that role is a little bit more sensitive about and aware of the needs of other working women and that and that someone who gets into that role will go to bat for others because look that's how she got to be where she was because others lifted her up and to whom much is given, much is expected. So I'm, I am a little disappointed in that respect. And the same goes, by the way, for Sheryl Sandberg, and that's a whole other talk about that we can talk about <laughs> well, now or later. We're going to talk about her. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole. But you know, topic. these are two. These are two women, though, Maria, who right now today are sort of the poster children, if you will, for women in leadership roles and advancement. And so I do think we are expecting more of them, and I think they're up to it, and they need to step into that and take on that challenge and do what they can to be an advocate for other women. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it, I mean, because you make such good points about why her most recent decision has good things about it, but maybe not such good things about it. I think it all comes well, down Well, I understand it, but I, I don't think it's necessary to make an ultimatum. You know, right. everybody's out. And I also think it needs to be tempered with a conversation about um, a sensitivity to some of these yes. issues. I mean, certainly it's not just women, right, who who right. may find themselves in a situation where they, they do need to telecommute because they have right. other responsibilities. Right. Well, that's exactly right. It's not just a women in the workplace issue. It's a It's a... A, a family issue. You know, men, as you say, exactly. just women. men are out there doing more than ever before, juggling at home responsibilities more than they ever have done before. And so it really is a family issue, not just a women's issue. Um, but I, I do think, you know, you asked me before, I'd be interested in knowing your, your thoughts on it. So I'll, I'll give it to you. I, I was disappointed. And I too right. understand the balance of running a business, making people, uh, ensuring people are highly productive, you know, making sure that you're monitoring the bottom line, that you're doing everything you can in your control to do that. I think it was a matter of how she approached communicating it. And I think a better job could have been done, more sensitivity could have been laid to bear in expressing why she was doing it, acknowledging that it could be a challenge for, for others to not telecommute. And and um, acknowledging that they may have to be giving up some flexibility, I think it's all in in providing um, empathy and an empathetic type of message. Um, I think that's part right. of the issue, frankly. Yeah, and I think you know if managed correctly, if you have the correct individual in the correct job, certainly this is not something that works for all workers or all positions. But if you do, it can be a cost saving. Uh, opportunity for organizations. Right now in the U.S., there are about 2.9 million telecommuters, and according to some of the data we've seen, they are saving 390 million gallons of gas, for instance, um, preventing the release of like 3.6 million tons of greenhouse gases yearly. This means less office space that the company has to pay for, so less overhead in that respect. So I think that there are creative ways to make it work under certain conditions. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you. Cynthia, we're going to take a quick break and we come back. Um, as you say, you run your own business and you've shared a little bit about um, your thoughts on the matter, but curious about your exact policy in your own workplace. More from Cynthia Good when we return in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. 
time now for another exciting episode of Ace of Analytics. Brought to you by AnalyticsSEO.com. In our last adventure, our hero was fending off his evil nemesis, Rhino the Algo. <laughs> That ruthless rhino has updated the algorithm again, and our website is falling down the rankings fast. Have no fear. Use our automated SEO tool to stay updated and to monitor your site with detailed reports. Or use our multi-site project management tool to manage all of your sites to stay on top. Take it from our fearless friend and be your own SEO hero with AnalyticsSEO.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. I've been chatting today with Cynthia Good, CEO and founding editor of Little Pink Book. And, of course, many of you women, especially out there, know Little Pink Book. It's a great resource for profession and prof- professional and personal advice and, and great inspirational stories. And we've been talking today about Yahoo CEO's Mar- Mar- Marissa Meyer's um, edict to banish telecommuting at Yahoo and whether that was a good decision, a bad decision, or maybe just a, a, a poorly executed decision. And Cynthia, you run a very successful business. What's your, your policy on flexibility when it comes to schedules and telecommuting itself? We do have a couple of employees who telecommute, actually the entire office telecommutes a couple days a week. And the individuals, everyone goes to the office. I mean, everyone does show up at some point. We have some writers who are not in town. We're headquartered in Atlanta, and they are working on stories on a contract basis. That has really worked beautifully. The employees, full-time employees who do telecommute a little bit in town, it gives them the flexibility, and I think that it gives me as a business owner access to top talent that maybe might be more expensive otherwise if they had to come into the office all day. 
And I like to give, you know, really talented people a little bit of flexibility so they can make it work. The other thing, Maria, that's important to me is really to walk the walk. So if Pink is all about courage to do what you love and a beautiful life and a beautiful career as a means to a beautiful life, then we have to make sure that we're allowing the folks who work with the organization to have that opportunity. My editor, Talika Mutes, a couple days a week, she's got three young kids, ages, get this, Two, three, and four, which oh, is really crazy. That's crazy. Yes, and my head of finance telecommutes most of the week, and she has a newborn baby. Actually, her baby was born right around the time that Yahoo CEO Marissa Meyer's baby was born, so we're watching that very closely. And actually, I even have a photograph or a TV segment we did with uh, Marcella, my CFO, my finance person, with the baby, and she is reviewing you know, financial reports, and the child is on her lap. It is not ideal. But, you know, you can make it work and really have a lot of fun with it, too. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked a little bit before about we understand Melissa Meyer's decision because it oftentimes there are people that just can't telecommute. You know, it, it often becomes a way for less productive employees to hide. Have you found that to be the case at all? I have found that to be the case. In fact, I, I did have one editor um, who worked for me, and she wanted to telecommute. We tried it. It did not work. And her option was really either, you know what, get back, come into the office, or you're not going to have this position anymore. I think that if the opportunity is based on results, you have a certain deliverable, certain expectations have been set, and you meet those expectations. And really, I think the key for the women listening who want to telecommute is to go above and beyond so that your boss knows you are really engaged. You're really delivering those results even more than expected. And that's when it's going to work because... And and even with the existing team, we're still discussing this, and we're going to push back on the telecommuting a a little bit, but still allow some flexibility. You do have to fine-tune it. Um, And actually, one of the situations we've got going right now, I'm really looking for uh, the employee to have a better situation at home so that she can be in the office a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Well, and you've talked about the clear advantage to it too. You know, as you said so eloquently, it is an opportunity to let really talented people, you know, get that benefit. And um, there are wonderful things that come out of of telecommuting as well, that support, uh, feeling valued, feeling trusted, all of those things. But at the end of the day, for those people who either run businesses or who are an employee, what do you think we can all learn from Melissa uh, Meyer's edict? Well, I think, you know, first and foremost, telecommuting is here to stay, whether you like it or not. You know, if you want your employees to do it or not, we're stuck with it. Um, It is here to stay. It's grown 61% just between uh, the year 2005 and 2009. And they're expecting that we'll have about 4.9 million telecommuters by the year 2016. So this is here to stay. The question is, what are we going to do with it? How are we going to manage it so it really works for everybody? I don't think a smart decision is just to say, nah, we're not going to do this anymore. And I think Marissa Meyer will maybe backtrack on this decision a little bit in the years to come. We'll see. The challenge, again, for the workers really is you have to prove yourself. You can't just assume that your boss is going to be happy with the status quo and really over-deliver to have that kind of opportunity. And I think it continues to be a viable option for women who are in a situation in their lives, women in particular, where they have young children or they're caring for elderly parents, but they are also very passionate about their work. And it's a way to make 
all those things come together in a way that's positive and a win-win. Mm-hmm. Cynthia, thanks so much. It's always good to have you on and a great topic today. Uh, we'll, we'll get you on uh, in less than two years, I promise you, next time. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good deal. Thanks so much, Maria. Continue success. And, and, of course, those of you listening today definitely need to check out littlepinkbook.com to take advantage of all the wonderful things that Cynthia and her team put together on a daily basis. And thanks to my producer, George, for another great show. Join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.